Good evening, friend. Welcome to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and once again, I'm joined by my good buddy, Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? It's going good, Dennis. You have your, um, what's it called, nighttime radio host voice happening tonight. It's, it's got that, that <laughs> slow, intentional, welcome to WKRP in Cincinnati. Voice. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm being, I'm being a little bit intentional with it because we're <laughs> recording at an odd time of day, uh, for our than our normal than our normal time slot. We're much earlier in the day than we usually record. So right. Yeah, to, it's light out. Oh, but I want to maintain that sound. It's light out. It's crazy in my in my uh, New York. Studio. It's light out. There, there are semi trucks driving by my window. So hopefully, not none of that gets picked up on the mic here but uh yeah it's it's busy outside yeah, new york stuff. city is bustling this time right now today so in my network studio offices yeah. it's, it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty nice yeah. i thought we were sitting on a front porch that's the whole oh that's right i'm on the, i mean from the, the front porch no. <laughs> <laughs> it's the spirit of the front porch right the spirit it's true it's true All right hey so uh been a been a busy week with uh, the holidays coming up soon which uh you know, it's a good time of year. Good time to have that. The looking forward to some New Year's action. You got plans for New Year's? Yep. Yeah, we're gonna. It's just mostly family, um, so we'll just uh, stay up late, play some games. Is, 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 does your family some, usually stay through some, the through the whole holidays? Usually, um, depending. You know, it's always a little different year to year, and as as the family grows things change get more logistics get more complicated right i say there's there's kids starting to needing to whine and moan the whole time and want to go home (laughs) parents want to deal with them and sure yeah but uh yeah that's kind of cool you know lots of lots of people i bet they're at the house how how big is your parents place to be able to put everybody up or is everybody sleeping on the floors Um, and couches and stuff like that it's a it's a relatively large farmhouse it's not old um it's the second house on the property it was built in the 70s i think so it's um got like kind of low ceilings which i guess is unnecessary detail there but um <laughs> so, so the tall family members uh, have a hard time right yeah <laughs> i mean it's not like a cave <laughs> it's not but a they're, like, <laughs> they're like seven foot ceilings on the second floor and like seven seven and a half on the first floors it's just kind of strange that is pretty that Where, is pretty by, small if i think about it, like i could put my hands up and touch the ceiling yeah by contrast my house is an old turn of the century colonial so it's got like 10 foot ceilings right. on the first floor right you know growing, growing um, up as a kid i i had like really tall ceilings too that reminds me makes me think about it mm-hmm. i wonder why that yeah. is because you have you know, back then it was such energy inefficient and heating inefficient that while big rooms are nice, like all the heat's way up there in the winter. There was they didn't circle or circulate things, circle things, circulate things very well. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it's maybe one of those things, like the the styles predate electricity, and so they wanted bigger windows. Oh, that's tr- that I did never. Th- I didn't think about more sunlight. You can get big, heat. tall windows, and uh, yeah. When I was uh, when I was in college, I took an architecture class, and they talked about the old um, cathedrals. Yeah, you know when they'd put arches so that they could have big windows because you know you can only do so much with candlelight. That makes sense. That makes a lot uh, of sense. Before you know, back th- that th- they didn't even have gaslight. So 
Right. They just gaslighted yeah. everybody. So. <laughs> oh, speaking of gaslighting everybody, did you was it you the one that sent out that uh, Mary Poppins uh, trailer thing? You know what I'm talking about? Where the, um, like, no, I don't know. Oh, it's the, what it's you're the you know how, what's that? You watch it a whole lot. It's those uh, honest trailers. Oh, the honest trailers. Okay, yeah, honest trailers. Have you seen that one with Mary Poppins? Were you the one that sent that out? Um, our buddy Chris sent it out. I'm sure that I watched it, but I watched so many of those that I don't remember details. <laughs> I only watched the ones you guys send because because they're they get pretty long. I mean, they're kind of funny, but man, like watching five minutes of something is this a quick little joke is pretty long. <laughs> mm, but the I suppose the, the um. The the Mary Poppins one was for the old nineteen sixties Mary Poppins one and and right. that, that show is an odd show anyway. The Mary Poppins movie, uh, it's mm-hmm. great. I like it. I'm all for it as a kid. You know, it's very adventurous. But watching that honest trailers thing was like, oh man, that's right. That show is weird. That Mary Poppins <laughs> is is weird in general. The, nothing yeah. about it is makes any sense whatsoever. Right, uh, and I haven't seen it since I'm a kid. So I bet you if I watched that one. I wonder if it's on our America's 100 movie list or whatever we're watching, because that's something. I mean, you, you. I don't think there, I don't think there are many animated films on there. It's not. Is it? It's not really animated. It's got an animated sequence. Oh, but that's true. That's true. Right. Uh, and, it, and it was yeah, pretty popular. Know. But if if you, some of the things that commented on there that that really didn't dawn on me until I. Uh, heard them kind of say as it was, was yeah as an adult was like the they do the the banks kids they talk about at the very beginning about how much monsters they are and how terrible they are and like they never were they were good <laughs> little kids they were always so nice and then they get this nanny who is just the weirdest lady who comes in and is clearly a witch and the parents don't even right. care they don't even care and yeah it's a weird it's a my my sister was in the stage version. That focused a lot more on the parents. Oh yeah, they were they just um, like you know in, instead of. Well, I mean, the story is the same, but um, as often happens when there's a a movie version of a stage musical or vice versa, um, they'll they'll exchange a couple of the songs. Oh yeah, right. Um, or and you know often cut out the ballet sequence in the middle dream sequence <laughs> right. if it's a rogers and hammerstein um but they traded the uh suffragette song by the mother for a song she she sings called um being mrs banks oh, okay and and it's her sort of struggling with her identity like who she is in this in this family and a lot of the story focuses more on the father and the relationship he had with his nanny um and you know just how he he sort of which is true in the original too it's it, you know it's a story about how mary poppins um you know causes change in the father yeah right because the father is just completely uh you know, has no kind of relationship with his children, and uh, you know she sort of repairs that. Well, that in, in, in all her antics, it's just weird that you know she comes in and sweeps in, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll we'll hire you for these great little kids that are everyone's calling monsters," and then she's like 
very cruel to them. Um, I mean, she's like <laughs> calls them, you know, that she they're insufferable or things like that. She just is not nice to them for for a long time. And the the thing that made me think of all this was that that key term gaslighting. Like she does that the whole time. Like clearly she's a witch. And they're like, and she gaslights everybody. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. You must be drinking something. I'm like, what? What is? She's manipulative. <laughs> she's not a good person. But uh, yeah, some of that might be a um, um, an English thing with the the whole nanny. I mean, not that people don't have nannies in the U.S., but right. over time, and you know, at different at different culture. Uh, you know, uh, socioeconomic levels. We, we don't really have that. Um, what, what a, jo- sort of what thing. a like, job, right? You, know, you, you, you and you and I were raised by our parents and, you know, I'm sure you right. raised your own kids. Right. Like that's, that's what people do now generally. Um, unless they're, you know, they might have like babysitters or daycare if they, if both parents need to work. But of course now more people are working from home. So that becomes easier. But in that, in that culture, polite, proper you know wealthy english culture kids were always raised by nannies yeah. because the the parents were adults that had things to do that were not conducive to you know children misbehaving I, everything is quiet and ordered and polite and you know clean and uh i mean i mean seriously and, yeah, it, kids of don't, all the things the english gave us that. in the whole world why could they not have made that a reality in the rest of the world? Why, why is it that <laughs> parenting doesn't have to be you being the parent and you just pay somebody? I mean, there's a lot of needs in the world and parents being able to say like, you know, hey, you just take care of my kid. I'm good. You know, that, that, why, why can't that be culturally <laughs> acceptable these days? What's, what's going on with that? I mean, we definitely I mean, do have that, but it's it's not as – I don't know. It's a it's – a, at least the version of it that I see on – in in movies and tv shows is different it's like um it's like a housekeeper and they're they're usually i mean they were always um a nanny was always a a a class lower than the than the employers right yeah um because it's a you know type of servant um i mean the whole idea of servants right like that was a normal thing for middle class people in england what in the 30s even still right uh yeah i guess i guess that's true i hadn't thought of that really um, you have to make enough money in the, as a middle class person middle to, have class. A, to have a yeah. cook or a nanny that you that someone's full-time life and livelihood is you make enough money for you and other people right right that's yeah and, and uh, someone who does the wash you know mm-hmm. that, that's mm-hmm. that's that's kind of crazy you want to talk about you know what we can't we don't make as much money as they did back then or how bad things were then the middle class was maybe i don't know maybe maybe it wasn't the middle class maybe the middle class in england never did have that but it sure stories and movies seem to make it seem that way you know everyone had a housekeeper yeah like um you know in it's a wonderful life they have a um, of course that's uh in the 30s late late 20s right um and they're not i mean the the father is a is a bank owner that's true right or a the building and loan i guess so they're i wouldn't call them middle class like they're upper middle class at the very least still even even in america i i think i know some pretty well off people and 
I don't think they have housekeepers and nannies and people that depend on their livelihood for them, right? Like if if they right, if they have right. somebody come clean their house, it's like once a week, and they do like many houses once a week, and, right. right? Yeah, exactly. Not not that I know yeah. many people that would do that, but it's not like this is their job. They they come and they and many of them even stayed there and like lived in those houses with them, right? Right, like in uh, like in the Brady Bunch, um, <laughs> yeah, like the Brady Bunch that was in the sixties. Right, right. Like, that's serious. Like, in the sixties, there was people that was normal for the normal average I, people to have that. Granted, he was an architect. I think that was a little bit of an affectation as well, because a little bit like how, um, uh, uh, like New York City apartments are always three times the size that a real apartment would be. Oh, right. In a TV show, it's just like it was more interesting to have this this housekeeper live-in housekeeper with them all the time for various jokes what, what did what did the mom do in the brady bunch i know that the dad was an architect architect um did she work she, i feel like she must have because in a lot of these things in the in historically in the past the the women didn't work right right so in po- in the post-war american dream entertainment yeah you know they had these these caricature housewives june cleaver and so forth right um so so they so they had they had they had housekeepers and gardeners and cooks and i mean the brady bunch was a real pioneer of pioneers maybe the wrong word but like so many so many edges that they were pushing right for how how goofy of a show it is like the parents slept in the same bed and they had a housekeeper instead of, um, you know, the the mom doing all the doing all the housekeeping herself. Right, um, man. What what a, what a what a job. And like you, and the yeah. blended family, like the the whole premise of oh yeah of the blended family. Right. That there was you know was it six? There was three and three, which is funny because three and three six, yeah. six is not unheard of. It's a lot of kids, but it's definitely not unheard of. Like back then, it's like whoa, six kids. Right. It wasn't like the Waltons. <laughs> they were, it's like the Waltons had like 500 people too, didn't they? I think there were seven kids in the Waltons. But they were all, the, they were the same parents because they were, a, you know, sort of a, not really hillbilly, but technically hillbilly. I wonder um, what we're at uh, now Virginia. with our, the average household, how many kids there is now. I mean, when I was growing up, it was like something like 2.4. I wonder, wonder if that's gone down any in the worldwide. I don't know. Like maybe it depends on the depends on the demographic, you know, nationwide. In the U.S., it might be it might be up. It might be skewed by the um, Hispanic and uh, and other um, that have the larger fa- large families demographics that, that yeah that trend toward larger families. Because hmm. um, I I don't you know, know. I think I think granted I'm just anecdotally here, but. You know, it, I don't know a ton of people that have over three kids, and and it, three kids is like a lot. It starts to get to be like, okay, you've got a full family when you have three <laughs> kids, right? You're full. Yeah, so there's, there are more kids than adults, right? Right. You're pushing it here. Um, so so and and I tell stories about my aunt who had eight kids over like 25 years. So and right. that's like a here's this mythical thing, but you know, it <laughs> back right then, back then though, it was, you know, you'd have six, seven kids, something like that. And it's just, yeah. I mean, ar- around me, um, you know, there are, 
there are Amish people, and and eight kids is an average. For right. Them. So the, the the Rogers are their Waltons right there. They've got a bunch, bunch yeah, of kids. Yeah. So, and how old are your parents now? Um, this year, uh, 2019, they're going to be 60. 60, and they've got like a your youngest sister is uh like 18 ish, 17, something like that. She's she turned nineteen. This nineteen. Year. She was so born in okay. So they're, they uh, they they had late in life kids as well, and also young in life kids all the way through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were like twenty when I was born. Right. Twenty two. Twenty twenty all the way through forty ish. So they were they were making yeah. a making a family of it for twenty yep. years. That's impressive. <laughs> That's impressive. I gotta say. Hey, so let's let's move on. We've been we've been going at it. Let's uh, since we're we're talking about some stuff here. Um, how about some good times? I don't even remember where we started with that. We, <laughs> wait, wait. Usually the rambling conversation happens at the end of the show. That was but, hey. Uh, speaking of, before we go into the into other things, I was talking about. I want to just jump back quickly to the Mary Poppins thing we were talking about. I oh yeah. I, I also just we got lost quickly, in the weeds. I think the honest trailers things which which made me go look it up online. The whole thing about this Mary Poppins returns, which I kind of want to watch. Um. Mm-hmm. For reasons because it's Mary Poppins and, you know, a modern day thing and it's a sequel. But like literally they the the writer lady did not want to have sequels. She ex- explicitly made sure that it did not have any sequels or remakes or anything of that movie. And then she dies and Disney mm. buys the rights from her estate and goes immediately goes and makes it I'm like that is a pardon my French internet but that's a dick move <laughs> you know jeez i don't know if i should go to this because you know yeah i mean not you cool. know it's 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 like uh it's like we talked about with the um the de-aging sort of yeah, stuff right, like yeah. once once somebody's gone you know and and once somebody else sells you know they sell it they get paid and then that's it it's like it's like George Lucas not liking Force Awakens. Yeah, it's like, you know, Meh, it's like sorry, buddy, it's done. It's not you anymore. Yeah, right. You you sold it. It's uh, that's that's what happened. Well, and, and I'm sure that I'm sure that in the, like they they say at the beginning of that honest trailer, like in that era when Disney was making those movies, there's so much garbage. I I'm sure that at least in the in the years surrounding that movie when it came out, mm-hmm. it's by far the most successful, most profitable for Disney. Probably. So. Yeah, because there, there were some terrible movies out at the time. Yeah, this uh, to make to make uh, the sequel right out from underneath the person who like that was probably with her dying breath saying, you know, don't do this, and they're like, eh, yeah. Grandma, we're gonna that's, sell it, and and then Disney's like, yeah, we're gonna do this. It is pretty skeevy. <laughs> it's super skeevy. That feels terrible. And and I'm gonna go watch it. You know what? I'm gonna go watch it on my A list free ticket, so I don't actually pay for it. So. <laughs> I mean, it's like the old it's like the old family farms when the area around it builds up like that's true um, where my grandparents lived, where, where I grew up. Um, not so much where I grew up, but, uh, you know, in that area, the suburbs of Chicago, um, we were far enough out that it had been f- farmland. You know, my grandpa was a dairy farmer, um, you know, in the in the 60s and well, I guess in the 70s and 80s. And, um, and over time, as areas got built up, they built up, uh, you know, subdivisions and strip malls and all that kind of stuff. They 
bought up that farmland. And I'm sure there's there were a lot of those cases like that where, you know, the old patriarch of the family or whatever, the last of the the one generation, you know, doesn't want to sell and then passes away. And over time, the, the land becomes more and more valuable. And if they don't keep it together and none of the kids want to farm or are able to to make a farm work like they eventually just have to sell it now of course this is different because it's a creative work but well it, yeah. it's still kind of the same way it's it's i mean we don't want to go too far into this rabbit hole but the whole idea of you know uh, being a conservative kind of type mentality that no matter what over time you people can resist a lot of things in the world with morally or physically or creatively you can make a lot of resistance based on what you want and what you think but history and time will just unravel all your wants and needs just on its own no matter what like yeah i mean time keeps moving and when you're gone you're gone yeah and 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 as a society yeah. we can only resist things t- happening so long and time will always win right like we you you wanted to resist yeah i mean you can yeah you can do things you know you can do really great things like national parks um you know where as long as you have a group you know the the in our case the the park service and the government in general like as long as the government keeps the park service happening then that then that land stays protected for for yeah. now, but again, I, I think that history right, of history course. will Enough, prove in a hundred years that we're all yeah. out of oil, and that's the only place there's oil. Then you know we will oil mine on those. <laughs> right, right. And it's just yeah, it's it's time will always stop and, the resistance of anything. And there's nothing and there's nothing Teddy Roosevelt can do about it now. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, that, that's getting yeah. a little political into things, but that, that's the same kind of things. You know, if I don't yeah. like that, you would what you'll do with my house after I'm gone. Or I don't like, I want you to preserve my comic book collections forever. You know, and, right. okay, that's fine. My my daughter might, but then her, her daughter probably won't for half of them. And maybe right. great, great grandpa doesn't really matter anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> right. We're selling these things because they're worth five bucks, you know. Uh, yeah. And in year 2085 money, five bucks will be, you know, nothing, but. We'll we'll all be on the euro by then. <laughs> no, the euro's going out of the way, and what we heard, man, it's gone. No, Have you no, heard of Brexit? No, no. <laughs> we'll be using um, what's the? Do they use the yen in China? The yen? I, I don't I don't even know. Or Ch- China will have will have finally finished buying us out. I thought we'll use pesos. I'm I'm voting for pesos. That's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. That someday we'll all use pesos. <laughs> it, it's all it'll all be Bitcoin. Oh God, no, God, that don't that don't. <laughs> That's one. You know, it's so funny. I don't want to talk about that too much, but the idea of credits was, as a kid, I'm like, yeah, this, that just makes so much, so much sense that we're going to have. You know, it actually does blend into this topic. How we resist, like you, we use physical money, and you know, we used to use gold and actual, and now we use paper, and we resist, you know, credits and digital money. But as much as we hated abstract it, money, yeah, it's yeah. going to happen at some time. And I know we're we're still in the middle of resisting it hardcore legitimately because it's the way they're doing it's terrible but um that's something that's just gonna happen too you know we're we're gonna walk into the cantina and buy our beer without our droids for credits it's just gonna happen you know because they're not yeah i mean i mean the worth of things has always been subjective and relative right It's, it's somewhat amusing to me when we get reminded of things like that you're like 
Oh, this isn't worth this. Well, it's worth what people will pay. Yeah, like, exactly. It's it's not, uh, you know, gold is not intrinsically valuable. Yeah. It's valuable because other people want it. Yeah. And that's true of literally everything all the way up to the stock market where the value of a stock is just based on how much confidence people have in it. Right. It's, it's completely... Uh, and there's a lot more rare metals than just gold. Arbitrary. Right, yeah. Sure. Right, but we, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, so moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, good times? Yeah, let's do good times. Okay. So my good times is is just a sort of a story, but not not really a, a story. Um, I mentioned before that I, that I run a um, Plex media server. It's where I... I host host my uh, movies that mm-hmm. I've encoded from our my my parents and I's uh, uh, DVD collection. Yep. And I'd been having some problems with it. I bought a new external USB drive at Black Friday to sort of expand the storage on it, and um, and I was having trouble with it. I keep it over here at my house because there's good cable internet here um, to to upload that stuff, and then um, my family uses it. Uh, sort of like Netflix. Um, it's just the way I'm just describing what a Plex server does. <laughs> so I guess if you don't know, now you know. Yeah. Um, and I, because I'm not staying in the house, I was using remote desktop to to run all the various software that uh, the Plex depends on, and um, was having issues with it. And so I'm like, I'm like maybe I need to reevaluate the whole system. And so I got online and looked up some of the various tools, and they all have Linux versions, and so I was like, all right, instead of running Windows 7 and remote desktop, I should just put Linux on, put Ubuntu on this, and then I can I can connect to it with a shell like I do, uh, you know, web servers for my job. This, this, this all, I mean, Plex itself sounds like a very CS computer programmer type application anyway. So it, fit, it makes sense that people using it would widely be using Linux. I mean, it's a server, so yeah, they have versions of it for all of the operating systems. Right. Um, and so I came over here and I brought it back home because I don't. It's just a. It's just a box here. It doesn't have a monitor or a keyboard or anything. And I can't install an operating system over a remote desktop. Um, and so I brought it back to to the house and set it up. And got you know got Linux installed. That took an afternoon and dealt with all that and then as i was setting everything up and and trying it doing cuz what you know what i wanted to see was if i turn it off and turn it back on does everything start up you know automatically and get the way that it's you know supposed to go and i discovered that it's still the computer still didn't like that new usb drive um something something in the this is a little it's going to little get going to get a little technical here but something in the bios of that computer doesn't like that drive okay and so if i turn the computer on with everything plugged in it freezes uh in the boot up process and if i turn it on with without that drive plugged in works fine and so the solution is to turn it on and then plug that drive in well i can't do that if i'm not here if i'm not physically here and I don't like that solution. I'm like, uh, this is frustrating. And so I tried a variety of, of things and I was like, you know, I'm a web developer. 
in my in my professional life and you know if i had a similar problem i would do like some kind of hacky solution if i had a similar problem in code or i would say you know load this and then set a timer for 10 seconds and then load this and i'm like well i don't know how to do that in a physical space and then i remembered that i have a pair of um smart plugs that i got last year to with my um echo device Okay. And so I brought all of that back over here to the house, um, and I set it up with one plug, one smart plug in the wall, and the power strip plugs into that, and then the computer, the router, and both um, USB drives all plug into that power strip, except the new one, the computer doesn't like, uh, is in the second smart plug, is is in between it and its, and its source. And then those are connected to an app on my phone. So if something is going wrong, something's acting up with the computer, and I, I can't shell into it or whatever, I can get on my phone, switch off the, the whole system, switch it back on, and then when Linux comes back up and I know that the computer's running, I can turn on that second drive after the fact. Okay. And it's a, you know, it's... It's a hacky solution, right? Uh-huh, That's, right. There's, there's no denying that. But short of, you know, buying a new computer to, to serve this purpose um, or abandoning this brand new uh, 10 terabyte USB drive <laughs> that was not cheap. <laughs> right. Um, it, it works. And, um, you know, having the having the computer remote is a is a temporary situation anyway. You know, eventually I'll be in a place where it's in the same house that I'm living in. Oh, right, um, right. You know, when I move back in over here and whatever I do next, you know, months from now. But, uh, yeah, so that's mine. What I, uh, I actually, that, what leads, that leads into mine. Because I, 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 uh. I used your server as a secondary test for my, my good times. Um, okay. Sid, Sid is, Sid's gone to her mom's for this week. Um, mm-hmm. And I... Uh, I, I use this opportunity to do a lot of things, but one, one of the things I wanted to do, I've been wanting to do for friggin' three or four years. And every time I start this project, I runs into some kind of snag that stops and delays it. It's to install my surround sound speakers into the, into the, the living room. Um, okay. So what I have is some really nice Sony speakers and they were mount there. I wanted them mounted in the ceiling like to hang down from the ceiling and I've got the mounts for it and everything. Sure. But the, the whole issue has been wiring, like getting wiring in this room. Yeah. It's a basically square ish room or rectangle. Mm-hmm. And I've tried many different ways. I thought about running it along the sides of the walls and found out fire breaks on the outside. Stopped me from doing that. I wanted to go in the attic, but I couldn't do that. And then, you know, I can't, there's a there's a walkway between the living room and the dining room that I couldn't get wire underneath the carpet. Um, so it's just run into sure. a, a lot of issues. And then last summer, I, I redid my entire flooring upstairs and put like a, a hardwood laminate down. And when I did okay. that, I made I made the effort to tell the guy because I had him install the, the, the dining room area. And I m- made the effort for him to say, hey, when you do this. See this long strip of wire, speaker wire, put it underneath it so that it crosses mm. underneath that thing. He's like, okay, sure, that makes sense. And so I had that installed or at least laid down underneath it. So it was sitting there 
ready. And then I, mm-hmm. I did another project where I, I'm still kind of in the middle of pulling my, my baseboards all off and painting them all. And that was a perfect opportunity to stuff that wire in underneath the baseboards. So I've done that. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Right? So now now mm-hmm. I had I had at least one side where where wire was going to the furthest, most most difficult area to reach in the back corner of the room. Um, and I was like, okay, now the rest of it is just a process of doing it and putting it in the trim and just making doing the work, right? Mm. But I still hadn't yeah. had a solution for how I was going to get the wire from the floor up to the ceiling. Um, and I was driving around. <laughs> I, I want to say this was Friday. Uh, oh, I had just dropped Sid off is what it was with, with her mom. And I went out to get a Starbucks and to sit down and uh, read a book is what I was doing. Going to have a cup of coffee. Okay. And it's right across the street from Lowe's. And I was like, I'm. I want right. to go. I want to go to Lowe's. I'm by myself. It's like my own little Christmas shopping thing. I go to Lowe's and <laughs> I can just hang out there forever and like, oh, I want to do this and buy that and right. With Sid, right. She, she clearly gets bored, so I can't do that with kids. Um, right, right. But here's my opportunity. So I went over there and was just going aisle to aisle, seeing like all these lights I wanted to get and all this ideas. And sure enough, I come across what I should have thought a long time ago was like raceway track, like called wire mold, and it's yep. it just runs. It's a small little track that hides wires away that goes up the side you can put it in the corner so i bought like 50 dollars worth went home and <laughs> painted it all that night just i just crawled up my rear end to do it went home painted it all the, the colors that i needed for the wall let it dry that mm-hmm. night i went and watched uh, bumblebee and then came back and it was dry hung it and started running wire and i did that for the next two days and <laughs> it took two days because i I'm not in any hurry, so I did half of it, and I'm like, meh, I'm done. I'm going to leave this living room just sure. destroyed right for a while, just by myself. Um, and I, But to test it out, I put in Jurassic World, and it sounded fantastic. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> it's finally what I wanted. And then I finished it, and the next day, it took most of the day, and I did the other side of the room, and I just put the house back together, and that's when you sent me a message like, hey, can you see if my Plex server is working? And I was like... Heck yeah, that's a good idea. So I <laughs> fired up the PlayStation. I had it, it configured to set. And I set you had uh, Star Wars is what you had on there. So I, instead of yeah. going down and getting out my Blu-ray of Star Wars, I just streamed yours from the Plex server, and it did have 5.1 uh, on it. And sure enough, it sounded fantastic. And I just listened to the to the whole thing, the beginning of Star Wars, or Force Awakens is what it was. Um, Mm, Force Wicked. Yeah, I have the original trilogy. Uh, somebody online has gone back and recreated the the theatrical versions of those movies. Oh, really? Because um, you you can't really get the non uh, s- special editions, right? Yeah, right. Like it's all special editions with all the CGI added in. Right. Um, with Han, not my brother. Those. Yeah, yeah. My brother has those the original VHS. Mm. And so there were a couple times where he wanted to watch them and he had to, you know, we've got one last VHS player hanging out at mom and dad's. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this is, this is ridiculous. I'm sure somebody on the internet has solved this. Like, can I find, you know, on eBay, like DVDs or something. And what I did find was these guys who put it together in actual, I think it, I think it might even be 1080. I'm not sure. Um, and so th- those are what I have on, on the Plex for those. But uh, man, I, I yeah. pulled I pulled out I pulled out my closet to organize my comics and a lot of other things a couple weeks ago, and it's most of it's still out in my room behind me in the computer room. 
And um, mm. one of those I found in this one small closet I have is kind of my stuff where I store. It's my very small closet that I store old things in. And one of them is a box right. of VHS tapes. And I don't have a VHS player, but they're really good, like VHS tapes of really good movies. I've watched hundreds of times. And one of those is the Star original Star Wars VHS. Um, mm. But how would I, I want to, I kind of want to know just for now for, memory's sake is to like kind of like listen to eight track i want to pull out my v a vhs player hook it up to the tv <laughs> if it could even be hooked up to a tv anymore and and watch it being played that'd be some of those movies would be really cool to watch um like yeah they're they're pretty neat so anyway that, that's, I... that's what that was my good that was my good times um Whew, man we're we're having a lot of chats about passage of time here on our on our New Year's episode. But <laughs> right. I, when I first moved back to Bloomington, I took my parents' uh, home videos with me. Yeah. So that I could, uh, so that I could encode those onto DVDs. Oh, nice. And, and at the time, I had that, I, I also brought their camcorder and, and VHS player. Ooh. And, I went to Best Buy because I was having trouble with the VHS player. And I'm like, I'll bet this thing is kind of dirty. And it's, you know, we used it quite a bit. It was a combo that had a DVD right in it. And so I went to Best Buy and they they had one combo unit VHS DVD. And that was in 2009. Wow. Like the only VHS player they had left was a combo. Right. I I bet if you go there now you'd probably have a hard time finding a DVD player that yeah, just the DVD the, player that's that's not blu-ray right right um man yeah i mean it that's it's silly to say but to to get a vhs player would be pretty difficult and it may maybe just dawn on me right now when you said that is that i've got like i bought a i bought a video recorder oh two year maybe i want to say 2000 um and like a handheld camcorder right um, oh right! Now we have it on our phones. We don't need that kind of stuff. But no, yeah. Um, I when I when we went on our trip out to Yellowstone, and I've got like videos of the kids, but it's on tape. I need to figure out a way to be able to get that off soon. There, there right? There are services online you can send that stuff, um, that's, and they'll that's, digitize it for you. That's smart. I need I need to do that because I I don't that stuff needs to be preserved and of the kids being filmed when they're they're younger, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of laborious to do it yourself. So that's uh, that's not a bad idea. I, I should do that. It's probably a little expensive, but I bet you it's worth it. Uh, but so yeah, that, yeah, that that was that was I've I've had a lot of couple several days of good times, but being able to last is it last night actually sit down and play get your get my get your sound get set my up. movies. Sydney's going to be excited when she comes back. I mean, it sounds great. I forgot how good a really nice surround sound system sounds and how how many like details are off in the back, you know, when how, mm. what it sounds like to have movie or the, the sound all from around you and the voices in front of you. And then when somebody sure. walks around the camera, you hear it behind you. I forgot how good that sounds. Even in movie theaters, a lot of times it's not, if you're not in the right seats, you don't have as, as well. Right. Um, right. Right. But th- yeah, this was, this was pretty, pretty fun and exciting. And I, I put in a game, I've been playing horizon zero dawn and, um, Oh, right. Yeah, and and I put that yeah, in, and you, it was playing, and like I could hear them, the people in the village talking behind me. I was like, "That's so great, you know, nice, so nice. great." Uh, so yeah, that that was that's another benefit is that I've got my games to be able to to pump in through. 
Oh, mm-hmm. I also put in Spider-Man just as a test thing, like the newer PlayStation Spider-Man. And yep. one of the neat, one of the many amazing neat things about that game is that the city is vast. It's Manhattan, this actual mm-hmm. size of Manhattan. And Spider-Man can go down to, to street level and just walk, right, with New York people everywhere. And it's like, in, with the surround sound, it's like a crowd of people. Walk, and you hear people from across the street behind you. Yo, Spidey, you're my hero. Stuff like that mm. off, of the, off in the distance. And it just sounds really cool. You know, that you, is cool. It is very cool. I haven't, I haven't had that experience set up in a while. I haven't either. We've got, um, we've got the TV room in the in the basement at my parents' house, um, but the surround speakers, which when they, you know, Dad ran wires through the walls when he built it, um, and the speakers are just in the corners. Um, the 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 current version because it's a different you know, uh, um, stereo and stuff than when he built the room. Cause he built it like 15 years ago. Um, it, what was the problem with that? I think it was the TV. The TV only had one type of sound output. Okay. And everything is, you, you can't, you can't intercept stuff anymore especially if you have a smart tv like it has to come out of the tv like back in the day it's difficult yeah back in the day you could put a stereo in between i have a i have a receiver that i bought for to use with a turntable because a a classic turntable has a an unpowered output and so it's it's lower like its output level is very low and so you need a special input for it um that's not true anymore that the turntable I have now plugs right into the the slot that's labeled for CDs. But um, anyway, I used to have that at my TV and I would have, you know, the, the PlayStation and I guess I mostly had the PlayStation, but I would have the PlayStation and like an aux cable and something else going into the stereo. And then it's sound out went into the TV. Um, yeah, it was easier. That, you, could, you could really split out you know, audio and video. Yeah. It's all strange now with, with HDMI, um, especially if you have a cheap TV. Um, but just in general, it's difficult to deal with it. I, I mean, receivers, receivers are very pricey and, and, and I, I've had one, this one that I've got, it's a nice, it's a nice Sony one, but I've had it for 10 to 15 years. It's, it's Mm -hmm. up in age, but it, it works fantastically. But I, I feel that I'm just barely holding on to any technology because the way only way that I get to use it is through my PlayStation right now. And it has an auxiliary, an, an optical out. Right. And that's, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to have, that's it's really, really great. That's probably the, one of the best ways to get sound is through this optical cable. But I, I'm just, I was surprised that the PlayStation four had one cause it's not as well right. used. Um, and the PlayStation three had one and I used it. So, I'm. I feel like I'm on borrowed time, being have to have anything, <laughs> anything that outputs to the st- you know to the stereo anymore, because it has to be it has to be HDMI. Everything's HDMI now, right? It and that's got to go. That you can't split the video and the audio there. Yeah, yeah. It's HDMI, and then they're doing weird things where they're sending audio out with the HDMI. That's how I have it set up now. Um, there's another HDMI coming out of the TV, going into the. Um, the DVD, it's a 
the receiver in that TV room is a is a Blu-ray player. Um, How does it do actually? It now? Does, it, does it go from is the 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 output like from the source? Then you take HDMI to the receiver, then the receiver to the TV. How how does that done these days with? Because um, HDMI often is they, one stream. Yeah, they they do weird things with HDMI. So there's um, there's an HDMI technology I believe is called ARC arc um and that's uh that's the technology that lets your device control the tv okay does that make sense like in my so i have an apple tv and a and a smart tv though i don't use the smart apps on it i because i have an apple tv i do everything through that when i hit the button on the apple tv remote and it powers up it turns the tv on Okay, and it controls and it controls the volume through that through that HDMI connection. And then if I hold the button down and and put the Apple TV in sleep sleep mode, it turns the TV off. Right, okay. so it's just controlling the TV remotely. It's like auxiliary remote control. Maybe I don't know what the acronym stands for. Right, but then then they have another technology called. Oh, I had it when I started talking, and now I'm not going to remember. They have some <laughs> other technology where they send sound out through the HDMI. Sometimes it goes in between. In the in the living room upstairs at my parents' house, they have a sound bar. Okay. Um, and the sound bar, it I mean, it has Bluetooth and uh, optical input and various things, but the standard way to use it is with um with HDMI HDMI comes from the Apple TV into the soundbar and then another HDMI goes from the soundbar to the TV it's simple okay. until the black friday my dad bought uh uh Amazon well it's not Amazon it's um I actually don't know what brand it is but it's a Fire TV okay um which i don't love the apps on it are kind of crappy and whatever but now there's no there's no device going into the tv the content is just all in the tv um and so we use an hdmi cable that's sending audio out from the tv there's a port that can go both ways oh that's because that's your tv set that way okay right and so now there's just an hdmi running out from the tv into the soundbar um that way it's Actually, maybe that one's arc, and the and the t that might be both. Actually, it's yeah. like a thing where they're sending control data with the content data. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look into this. Where, I know I have. Where to... did I start with this with this <laughs> spiel? Um, yeah, a lot of that is just based on the age of your TV because the technology is always changing. But there's that surround sound downstairs in that room, and I'm so like conscientious of of stuff being loud when I'm close to other people like in my in my apartment in Bloomington um it was one big house and with four apartments and the walls were very thin and I didn't like it when I could hear other people's music or shows and so I rarely had stuff loud enough that it would disturb other people um and so in that kind of situation like you know, you're not going to really use the big 
surround surround something. And of course, at my at my desk where I have the I have the receiver and I actually have a mixer, uh, just a passive mixer, so that I could play multiple sources so that I can get because my computer's plugged into it, my gaming computer, so my work computer, my gaming computer, my turntable and my it used to be just an aux plug but now it's the echo okay the echo dot they're all running into this mixer with volume knobs and that's going into the receiver that way i can well it's a mixer that way i can hear audio from multiple sources at the same time yes i can i i can work on my computer and hear you know notification sounds and stuff while i'm playing music from the echo or oh, on nice. a turntable. That's nice. I say that. But I, that's all that whole system is all stereo. Well, and I have a subwoofer. Oh right. so it's two point one. I, I think that I think that my that might be one of my next vanity purchases. Maybe maybe my heck it might even my, my birthday comes up next month. I might even just go ahead and mm. make that part of my thing. I mean my my surround sound is doing great now, but I I'm limited by that PlayStation kind of access to go for that optical cable because i may what what i can't do is for example i can't uh run well anything besides the playstation what has hdmi i can't run my chromecast through it which when i watch i stream things through chromecast i have to listen to it just through this the tv speakers i just can't Um, anything like that so your tv only has digital out I that Optical, I don't know. I, mean, I, ha- I have to look at what my TV yeah. is. Not old. It's like a year or two old. I think for for my dad's TV, um, TV down in the, down in that home theater room, um, I ended up just getting a a converter that takes optical in and converts it into maybe an HDMI or something out. Um, well, it's it's not the optical. It's that that I need to get. I need to get an HD, which is basically the Chromecast HDMI signal, to mm-hmm. my sound, surround sound receiver, which only has well, coaxial and optical inputs. Yeah, I mean the the simplest, maybe not simplest, but the the most flexible solution is to take the audio from the TV into the into the speakers. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, right that's, that that's the that thing way to find out if there's an audio out somewhere. That way, whatever out. your whatever your input is, or you know, if it's come if it's just out of the TV, um, then you uh, you know it's it's not that different than it was like 20 years ago. If you had this same setup with a VCR or a DVD player, um, right, and and you had normal TV like when we used to watch on the air broadcast tv you can't really do that in bloomington because there's no there's no yeah, but antenna you used tv to go, but you used to go from cable to the vcr to the tv right or if you or if you had a if you had a stereo setup it only worked for dvds like if you were just watching normal tv you didn't have the stereo because the stereo was in between the dvd player and the and the tv it was just in the input right yeah, but, uh, and, and welcome anyway. this week to Stereo Speak with Michael and Dennis. <laughs> yeah, man, we were we were going to have our buddy Pat on when we talked about this because he's yeah, we, got we a should, really we, sweet home theater. We should, setup. we should reserve this for a designated more talk because I could. There's a lot of questions that I would have to have, and I want I want to talk about and ways to be done in a modern way. I mean, like I said, my my setup's good ten fifteen years old, and 
it's it's a good time to do that. So maybe we should have Pat on and we can we can talk more in depth about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, so we're we're pretty close into this thing. Did uh we get to um talk about this week's challenge. Yeah. We got one last challenge before we kick off our 100 movie challenge uh yep. this week. Our our first movie, I think I think we're going to do the poster in columns. Did, did we decide? Yeah, I think so. Uh, north to I think south, that'll make our... Of, yeah, east to make west. Our, yeah, well, starting at the top left and going down the columns instead of across the rows. Um, It'll make our Januaries more delightful. A little bit more. Some, get, get, get a nice Spielberg January. Yeah. Um, we're going we're gonna to kick it off with um, a classic... Uh, the Shawshank Redemption. And I think we've both seen this, but it's been at least 10 years for me. So it is, um, it's, it's, it's got a, it's got such a weird feel to it that it's hard for me to, it's, it's definitely one of those movies that I think it's hard for me to go back to because you know, it has such very difficult emotional weight to it that moments, but, but it's nice because I know I happen to know that, that this movie has a good happy ending, which is nice for me. Um, but it, still, I have to like gird myself to be like, okay, you got you got to give this movie its weight and its due. You can't just casually watch this and have it on in the background. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, this is not a background watching uh, watch right. movie. It, it, it should be, and, and that's why it's probably on this list as the number one thing is to you know let's start off with this weighty thing that has a kind of a cool ending. So I, I, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm gonna I'm gonna set my tone and and set my mood. I'm gonna set aside a night that I'm not tired and actually watch it so it'll it'll be good uh, but yep, so, so that last that's week, next was, week yeah last but week was for this, your pick this week i picked a um maybe a little bit of a throwback this movie is from 2005 it's called um i'm gonna butcher this uh Joie noel hey that's really good really good i so i actually looked up like how to pronounce Jouis noel. yeah the, the the title is french is a french uh um, production company it's just merry christmas in french um, right, right or like joyous noel yeah um, the, the 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 little short thing was uh it said the the j is pronounced like the g in orange je, yeah je, je, like right? joie de vivre right and the oi is how it sounds so joy and then the eau is like the sound uh or combined with the sound ooh. so uh, yeah. joe noel it's yep. really weird, but the, anyway, it's it's Merry Christmas, <laughs> right? In, in yeah, French. we don't we don't speak French. Yes, uh, and so this is a film. What do you about... mean? <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. The, this is a film about the Christmas truce that happened in 1914, uh, in the first year of World War One. Um, where well, you told me this is a World War Two movie, by the way. Mm, I don't think I did. Yeah, I remember if I, I made did... the pun about it being a wee. Yeah, because you said you said something about the French surrendering, and I said that was World War Two. Oh, I get it. I th- okay, I thought this was a World yeah. War Two movie when I came. So in um in World War One, and I don't, I'm not, I'm not an expert on World War One history, but um the Germans invaded. They they wanted to take Paris, like they eventually did in World War Two, but they came into France through Belgium, and then met resistance right in the form of the allied forces 
and I think they were called allies in World War One. Um, and then both sides, in an attempt to flank the other, formed. I'm gesturing with my hands, which you can't see. Um, <laughs> formed this this mile, hundreds of miles, I think, of trench uh, line from Belgium all the way to the English Channel. And so there was miles and miles of of front that didn't really move. It was kind of a stalemate. Like there wasn't enough, um, uh, whatever force on one side to really make any headway. And so they, both sides were just hunkered down in these trenches. And, um, that first Christmas, um, at several places throughout the, um, throughout this line, um, Troops from one side or the other would would they came up out of the trenches and socialized on Christmas Eve. Yeah, and, and this is in, important in, that, to note that there was that the area in between the trenches is called aptly called yeah, the no man's land. No man's land. I mean, you see this in uh, most recently in um, uh, the Wonder Woman film, right, where she gets right, up that, and that's set in World War One. No she land. she comes. It's it's not a lot of space. It's just enough that. You know, somebody climbing up out of one trench could easily get shot by somebody on the other side. Yeah, they saw it. I mean, it's World War One guns that close to each other. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if it's a football field. I don't know if it's 100, 100 yards or not. It could be even less than that in spaces. I'm sure it's different from place to place. But it was close is the point, is that you can see yeah. the other people popping their heads up over the top. Um, and this movie is made by a French production company, and all the characters spoke their language the language of their character right? which is the, interesting right because the wasn't... germans spoke german right. the french spoke french and the, the the um scottish the scots spoke english with with scottish accents i mean with with some overlaps because the the officers and the and the more more wealthy characters were at least bilingual and in some cases could speak all three and so they would interchange that's if you're paying attention that was significant at various moments when they'd be having a conversation and the German would respond to the, to the Frenchman in French Yeah, it, where they had been speaking English. You, you had told me that this was a, a French movie and I, and I thought, okay, so this is one that I'm going to have to read a lot of subtitles with, and I'm going to have to sit down with, but then they, the Scottish at the very beginning started speaking English and yeah. there was, and there was subtitles, but it was English. I was like, that's, that's so interesting. And the whole movie yeah, was like that. Which what happened, neat. um, what happened for me was I, I put this on with my family um, and when we were sitting down to eat dinner. And um, it started with the, the kids reciting poetry. And the first kid you see is French. And he's speaking French and there's subtitles. Um, and that made me think that the whole movie was going to be in French. I've, I actually saw this, but it's been – it was like – 2008 or 9 when I saw it so I didn't remember uh, all those details and I know that a couple of my a couple of my family are, would not want to watch something they have to read subtitles yeah all the time and so we just stopped it and watched something else and then I went back to it later with just a couple of my dad and uh, a couple of my siblings um, and so yeah that's why I, I texted you because I had made that assumption and had not seen all of it yet yeah, the it, it was neat. I mean, I, I liked the language way that they did it. It was, um, 
obviously it's a French film and France is a bilingual country in between mm-hmm. German and England. And they speak most of those languages anyway. Not all of them, but it, it is a thing. So showing this movie to that audience can can be pretty neat and it makes sense in that kind of context. Yeah. So, so what, and I also like that almost every movie we watch in an American made movies are there are, they're speaking German speaking English. It's just like, it's known that you are, you know, it's translated for you. Yeah. It's, it's handled, it's handled differently in different things, but yes, American made things like you compare this to, um, a similar, sort of story the old um all quiet on the western front yeah which is you know a bunch of germans but they're all like that east atlantic old hollywood accent you know kind of yeah hey we gotta we gotta guard this trench see <laughs> right 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 well the i like said i liked it so getting to the movie itself um this was something i also that i was unaware of that it was a uh a historical thing where at Christmas, I think it was eighteen or nineteen fourteen is when this mm-hmm. happened, and, and a little bit in fifteen, but it became kind of outlawed. Um, that was a real historical thing that didn't just happen. And this movie showed one spot, but it happened yeah. up and down the entire line in the mass kind of type things where people would have very similar experiences of one side singing or just yelling "Merry Christmas" to the other side, and then them saying it back and forth. And eventually coming people and doing the same kind of things, exchanging gifts, uh, you know, well, because there's a lot of there's a lot of cultural similarity, you know, between those European countries. Um, You know, they're all close together. The the royals, the the actual kings and kaisers, whatnot, that were fighting were all like grandchildren of Queen Victoria. Um, You know, Uh, uh, England had just had a sort of resurgence in the popularity of Christmas from um, Charles Dickens. I mean, not just a a couple decades before, but, um, you know, the Christmas traditions that, you know, some of the songs silent night and uh, um, what's the other one? Um, Oh, come all you faithful. uh, That's, that's Latin, but um, you know, a lot of the same songs, uh, the same, you know, maybe just with, with, you know, translated. Um, and the, the men in the trenches were of the same social class. I mean, we talked, uh, earlier in the show about Mary Poppins and the, and the servants thing, you know, the, the officers were of, were of a higher class and the, the people above them were of a yet, you know, even higher class. So to an extent, and this is true, well, it's probably not true today, but this was true for a long time. The the men in the trenches pointing guns at each other probably had more in common with the guys they were shooting at than the guys telling them to shoot, right? Well, they 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 mention that in in the show too. It's like, you know, this is I don't you're not fighting the same war we're fighting. Right. 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 You, you you and your they they kind of said it not a lot, but like you and your people in Washington, they didn't say Washington, but, you know, up in the higher ranks and making the decisions aren't sitting here with the same kind of people that we have right across the way that are just like us. Yeah. You know, we're 
and that gets a lot more philosophical, not in the, this show, but later on about how we're we're fighting wars for other people. Yeah, I get. I guess I've been talking. I listened to uh, a, an episode of a podcast called Omnibus, where they talk about uh, sort of random uh, stories and and esoterica. I'll put a link to that in the show notes because it's really good. Uh, one of the hosts is um, Ken Jennings, the guy that broke all the Jeopardy records. Oh yeah. Um, and so t- I guess I've been talking more about the the history and the context of the events. But um, what what did you think of this movie? This I. I don't think the details of this story are are historical. This is a, you know, the, the yeah, it's, it's a thing that actually happened. But right. these these characters are, you know, they're based on some true things, but um, you know, put together. Yeah, uh, they're, they're, it, it's uh, it's several things. After reading several articles on on this the yeah. historical <laughs> part of this, it's it's several. It's not just one thing, but but the the I, I will say even. So many of the different articles, this movie pulled in most all the things that happened as if kind of like, right. for example, playing, they exchange Play, uh, chocolates and or they played chocolate soccer. and like, champagne. So not every place yeah. played soccer, but there was a place a couple times where they played soccer right. or, or football. football. And then there was you know, a, a, most other places they did exchange chocolate and champagne. And but so this one movie did all of it kind of in one. Right. It's very an well amalgam. done. Very well. Nice. Um so yeah, how, what did I feel it, about this? It won a bunch of awards. Did it? Did it? Yeah. Okay, good. Um, I, I will say uh, I like this this movie for all the reasons that I I like movies, and, and for some of the <laughs> reasons that I've said in the past that that I last several weeks that we've been reviewing stuff that I don't, didn't like movies is that it's it's hopeful. It's one of the worst wars in history. Like yeah, that this was at the very beginning. They said something like this was five months into a fifty-one month war. Um, yeah. And so it, it was at a point where they could have this kind of, I don't want to say camaraderie, but this, this you know, feeling of that we're all in the same terrible situation here. Later on, yeah, the world it's, becomes so bitter with it, mustard gas and terrible it's stuff. The, that, yeah, it's the sort of thing that, that people talk about with the American Civil War, um, okay. where, you know, most everybody had this assumption that the war was going to be short. It was going right. to be fast, and so five months in, they're they're just past that point, right? They're like, "Oh, this is not, this is not going to be over quickly." Yeah, we're not going to just go home. Now, and so, week, right? and so, they're getting to a point of like, uh, "What are we doing out here? We're just sitting. We're not, you know, we're not gaining any ground. We're not losing any ground. We're just sitting here in these trenches." I think the statistic is something like seventy or eighty percent of the of the combat deaths in world war one were from mortar explosions. Yeah. They, so they like just, almost all the time, they're just down in these trenches getting shelled, you know, yeah. from above. Right. And it's, it was terrible. And, and these guys were, so there, this was a time in history when, when these guys were starting to realize that, but they still had this like, yeah, dying, it's, it's just this sweet spot. It's not far enough in that they're, you know, fully embittered against their, their enemy, you know, because what they're what they're doing if they, you know, abandon their posts and fraternize with the enemy is is treason. Right. Um, and, so, you know, so they get a little bit more, you know, they get reparations from not reparations, uh, uh, recriminations from their their superiors. And by, you know, by the time the next Christmas comes around, there's too much bitterness. Uh, yeah. And you, know, and you, you have you have. um 
at this point in in the history of it, there the the people are like you said, and I said that they're running somebody else's war. I mean, they're they're all going to war, and at the very beginning, you see how they're all kind of excited to go to war. Um, but after five months, they've lost that excitement of what they're doing in their life, and they do want to just go home, and they don't want they don't want to do this, and they're running. They start to feel that they're doing this for other people and for other reasons. So that, like you said, there's a sweet spot right there. And then a year or two later on, it becomes a very personal war. It becomes like I've lost so many friends and family to this terrible years and years of thing that's never going to end. There, I don't think that you could have that kind of a situation after then in the war where they would, you know, t- reach over and see your humanity and your fellow man type thing. But right. it it was really really neat to to watch and to find out that this was was a real thing. That this is just a Hollywood made hopeful happy thing it it was great like i said for me to watch this as a guy who likes hopeful good positive kind of things (laughs) in in a this is a great example for me to watch i love watching a terrible horrible situation but there is hope and there is you know something to come and come out of this there's a there's a little bit of light i mean i listened to that that podcast episode about this this historic phenomena and I remembered seeing this movie like 10 years ago and I was like, oh yeah, this, this is a Christmas movie, but a, but a weird, unusual Christmas movie. I think my sister said while we were all watching it, she was like, I have never been so tense watching a Christmas movie. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, well, at any point, especially considering it's kind of a modern ish movie at any point, you're really truly expecting someone to do something terrible. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much. You know they're early in the war, but there's a character whose brother is has just died. Yeah, and you're like, all it takes is one of these guys shooting the other, like he's there to do. Yeah, <laughs> and right, and you know it's and then it's you know then it's just a bloodbath. Yeah, and it's it's just ridiculous. Everyone killing each other, and and there's several scenes with that brother's particular one is where you're like, this is going to happen. This is when he's going to like run up and stab that guy and it's going to be some bloody terrible right. horrible horrific thing and it doesn't and and it but the movie doesn't let you let go of you with that i mean it it still has the feeling of this guy losing his brother and you never he's not happy right at no point no. during this christmas time is that guy like got over this and is you know celebrating with the germans but yeah, they're no. still at every point still in the war I mean, they're in the war even when when things are going terrible, right? I mean, or not going terrible. I mean, they're in the war when things are on Christmas Day, you know, right? They're, 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 was it the um, the wife and her husband? They're still very much aware that they're he's going to be arrested and that they're going to be yeah. split up. And the 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 husband or the French commanding officer still is missing his wife and doesn't know if he's got a, a son and his baby. And they talk about it here and there, and it's like somber, but it's I don't know. They did such a good job of capture, capturing this terrible, horrible thing that they want to do. And please, just let us have a moment of peace between humanity, right? You know, and and what else? I mean, I, I, I it's I've been long said I'm a I'm a real strong Christian believer. So, but what else? That a time of Christmas. I mean, that is. In the history of the world, this is not just a made-up story that happened. This is a real-life thing that happened in a bloody, deadly, horrible time for humanity that just peace, real true peace 
happened. Yep. For for no other reason than Christmas. Yeah. You know, that's it's that's all inspiring. And this was great to watch this movie. I, I mean, I'm really glad you picked it. I never had heard <laughs> it. Um and it it was nice. And it doesn't end on a great note. God knows that they get kind of shipped off and they get blamed and the the priest guy gets you know, leaves the the clergy and it doesn't end per se on a happy note because you know the war's still going on. Right. But you 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 have it and you know that just like I don't know, uh, Schindler's list and some of the things that you know, it does not end happily, you still know that there is the hope in humanity and the, the goodness in people. Yeah. Know, even in your enemy type thing. So yeah, I, I, I liked it. And I had not seen it. So this is I guess would be called a way back challenge. Um, I guess. It's not it's not, not really that far back. back, but right. yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Awesome. So we're, we're into our next one. We mentioned Shawshank Redemption. So that's, yep. I, I'm not sure if, what we're going to be doing with these. Just kind of listen in guys. And, uh, you know, yeah, we in. might, we might be moving the schedule around depending. I think I mentioned before you, you have a, the theater near you that might be showing some of these. So we might jump the queue. Um, yeah. At and, various and, times. and we, we may Dennis and I are talking about you know all of us watching shows other ways. I mean, granted, this isn't a, a movie podcast, but we, we like our films and our shows <laughs> and our and our stuff. So sure, you know, if if all of us kind of want to sit here and talk about um, a new Netflix show that comes out, I mean, we're still going to watch those things. I mean, we we just work. Yeah, things definitely. In. Uh, I, I know that Discovery's coming up. There's some things that we, we're going to want to watch with that and. Yeah, there's a they put up a new um, short trek. Did you get a chance to see that? I did not. We're, I'm okay. gonna have to watch that, and then next week we can talk about that too. Yeah, it's it's good. It's um it's Saru's origin story, and I think I oh, said Saru. back back That's when we were when we were talking about uh, season one that I like that character and his character design is really well executed, but I find it yeah. unsettling. Yeah, right. Yeah, that, this, this would be difficult for you then, wouldn't it? Right. Sort of gills and, you know, I th- I think I I mean I watched it on my iPad, which yeah. I you know I think I did with season one too, but um, maybe just knowing that like like I got past it because you see a lot of those uh, Kelpian characters and yeah. it was just like yeah they're they're aliens they look like <laughs> sort of fish people. <laughs> All right. Just just get over it and and move forward, right? <laughs> yeah. And and it's 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 interesting. I mean, it's short, so you could watch it. We'll talk about it next did, week. Did, did you I I try to think if I've seen more than one. I I remember the one with um the alien queen girl lady mm-hmm. came on board in the fight. I remember that one. Was there another one in between these that maybe I've missed? There was one with a guy alone on the ship. Yeah, maybe I haven't seen that one. I saw, like he, I can, he, I can watch he finds he finds the ship and it's and it's way in the future. Hmm, um, maybe that leads into like the next season or something that's kind of let us know about. Uh, well, yeah. I, I'm, I'll have to watch that one. So I'm, I, I'm, that's cool. I get to look forward to that. I mean, yeah. I, I I do like the Trek things and the it's, it feels like it's been a while since new Trek stuff. I mean, the last new Trek thing has been. Um, just discover even last year, right? They haven't had any kind of real, even news on the, the Star Trek front. I don't know if they're on coming the, out planning any movies. Another or, movie or they have yeah. stuff in the pipe. I mean, CBS is trying to, you know, get their, get more momentum on their all access uh, um, deal. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like it. It's, it's funny uh, how just in the last year, my, my Trekness, I guess have, has modified a bit from, <laughs> 
from really in liking and liking and endearing the the next generation series of, of shows and that being Trek to me to to being you know I, I've I've watched I guess in the last year just casually I, I've said to you in the past that Trek is my go to background noise stuff if I want something sure. on but I don't want to pay attention to it any Trek from that era is good to throw on. Um, yeah, so definitely. I feel that, that I've very got, dialogue heavy and yeah, and yeah. I can just kind of go and I don't have to be paying attention and kind of just hear. Um, so the, um, I, I feel that I, I have those, those are great. Um, they're, they're still around and I can, I can appreciate those. I'm not going to miss any of those out and I get them all the time. And now, but I like, I like the new take on stuff. I, I'm not a big fan of the new Klingons, but I, I think <laughs> that, uh, it's neat to have new, modern day kind of stuff on them and discovery while odd that it's you know new in things said in the past it's sure still it's still cool and you know modern and the same with the 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 abrams verse or whatever it might be called is you know the i will say these these short tracks are very um they're very like classic trek you know, more more like the original series or or some episodes of Next Generation where they're really exploring some, you know, uh, one off story, almost like a like a vignette or, a you know, Alfred Hitchcock kind of Twilight Zone uh um, you know story. what I look forward. You know what I look forward to with with this is that I mean I, I don't know if I'm going to look forward to it because of the subject matter, but is that the um, the Patrick Stewart one, mm. the, the Captain Picard, not because it's Captain Picard, which that one actually gives me a little misgivings, but the fact that it's clearly going to be set in like the future, what we would consider the future of Star Trek. Mm. Right? N- nothing's gone past further than say Deep Space Nine. It's, it's right. Just, it's that's that was in, and everything that's been done since the '90s has been in the past. So, quote unquote, past of of the Star Trek timeline. Um, yeah. Well, so, were there so be nice. were there movies? Were some of the Next Generation movies later than? Um, mm-hmm. Deep Space Nine. Yeah, I guess it was because I know that the uh, furthest Warp came f- on yeah. the Defiant on one of the, with the Borg one. The furthest forward point is probably uh, the finale of Voyager. Yeah, when they maybe. go home, right? So, so, the, but those are, but that whole like '90s ish type stuff is, um, uh, that's k- kind of it we've had right for twenty right. some years, almost twenty five years probably. Yeah, and uh, it, it's it's cool to that the, that's an exciting thing that we're going to have a future ish Star Star Trek, and I know that they deal with time travel and alternate universes <laughs> they've been doing to, yeah. to tell us new stories. But with future Trek, you don't have any of that. You don't have any kind of constraints with that. You get to tell new stories in a c- continuing universe. That's kind of cool. I'm excited to, to see whatever that might be just for that reason. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And, and that'll be cool. You know, you look at uh, episode seven or seven and eight and how they decide that they're going to move forward with the star Wars line. And whether you like it or not, it's in all the new movies, they're, they're moving star Wars forward forward. Yeah. And, and Trek is, is been stuck in the past. I'm ready for them to, to move forward with. That'll be cool. So yeah. I don't know. That'd probably be two, three, four years from now. <laughs> if Patrick Stewart lives that long, you know, God willing. yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? So, yeah, I don't know. Cool. Well, I think that's uh, I think that's good for me. You uh, be, run a little short. 
this week, but um, ah, we're okay. I mean, I got a million I wanna, things we could talk about, but we'll, we, we'll hold it. We on jump in, we week. jump in a new topic, and it'll be another half hour. So we'll, that's right. You know how we talk about just about damn near everything. Let's forever. go. Uh, <laughs> let's go enjoy our go enjoy our New Year's New Year's let's Eve. Do it. All right, you have been listening to the Front Porch. This is episode seventy-one. Uh, if you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and while you're there. If you leave us a review, that'd be cool. Um, if you have questions or comments or topic ideas, if you play along with us in our 100 movie challenge starting in 2019 um, and want to give us your feedback, hot takes on, on any of these, these films, classic and, and some newer ones, um, you can hit us up on email at frontporchpod at gmail.com or you can go over to our website, frontporchpodcast.com. I'll put uh, a page on there with the the hundred movies if you don't want to have to buy that poster, um, and some show notes. But you should; it's really cool. I'm not, I'm it's it's it, it's a cool it's poster. Cool. Yeah, um, I, we have show notes over there, uh, all that good stuff. Um, what else? Uh, if you like movies and want to hear news and updates on the film world, you can listen to our friends' show over at uh, Geek Scholars Movie News. They're great. Yep. Uh, if you like Star Trek as much as we do, or even less, and don't mind a lot of inappropriate humor, uh, you can listen to our other show we do with our friends called Klingons and Dragons. That's at KlingonsDragons.com. What else? Did I miss anything? No, I think that's, that's most I th- of it. I think that's all of it. Uh, thanks so much, as always, for listening. 2018 has been awesome. Looking it really forward, has. Looking it's forward to to the next one the next yeah we're we're gonna we're gonna make a great year out of this one i know that we're with this movie challenges and it's kind of putting a lot more of that weight into some great movie stuff of the past and it it, we hopefully we won't have a lot uh every week of those uh what is it titan movies and whether it's you know you're watching oh my god can't believe we watched this one so yeah i mean all of them should be good we're going (laughs) we're going from a list that somebody compiled of (laughs) of movies they think are masterpieces so we won't be Hopefully, and, and we, we won't go, be watching anything year, mediocre. Right. And you know what? How about this, Dennis? Let's let's leave you with this thought. Next week when we come back, try to think about something awesome that we've got for the show coming up this week. Or something like, not a New Year's resolution, because I know this is kind of the New Year's thing right now. But but a, a New Year thing to look forward to for uh, for you or something that we want to talk about in the year. How's that sound? A challenge, oh, like, I guess. Like a, like a, a looking forward? Yeah. Uh, thing you know we yeah, should like, have done a Dennis year in review to this, this year? year this this uh, week but uh, yeah, we, we can always talk about that kind of stuff too next next week so we, we, maybe we next week will that. be our, our our second new year's yeah yeah year. we'll just <laughs> we'll just drag it out keep it going right all right thank thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you in 2019 see you guys